Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest because Matt Gottesman is one of those people that when he talks, you listen. And I know that this is going to be one of those episodes where you're just feeling like mesmerized by his voice and just his storytelling ability and just the things that we really deeply connected on. I feel like Matt kind of led the way on this episode. I was able to ask some really juicy, good questions, but you know, Matt's story is so inspiring and amazing. And the things that he teaches to now really helping you uncomplicate your life and business. He's the host of the niches you podcast. And he's really just all about creating community and tools to help you get clarity in your life to simplify habits that are going to help you build a better and stronger foundation in your life. Just the the piece around uncomplicating things like it's so amazing when you just really pull back the curtain on what do you really want? How are you showing up? Is it creating the results you want in your life? Like we get into it. It's such a juicy podcast episode. And I know you're going to fall in love with Matt just like I did doing doing this episode. But we met a few months back at a Fast Foundations uh, in-person event where I had the opportunity to share my book, the Come As You Are book, The Art of Unbecoming Who They Told You To Be. And it was funny because he sat down next to me and he's like, I love the name of the book. I'm like, yeah, we are so preconditioned to do things as we've been told growing up, right? Like get that job, be this type of person. This is what's acceptable in the world. And getting to have this conversation with another adult human who, you know, struggled with that growing up and who has fought to be an entrepreneur like I have myself, it it was nice. It's a great conversation. So if you're in early stages of entrepreneurship, if you are someone who took the path of more resistance, meaning you did something that wasn't what your parents probably told you to do, like me going to beauty school or choosing a career that wasn't quote unquote, what you were supposed to do. You're going to find yourself in so many parts of this story. I know you'll connect with Matt. Be sure to go follow and subscribe his podcast, The Niche Is You, and get on his mailing list. This guy sends out some really good shit. He's got communities you can join, but just get in his world. He's got such amazing content on his Instagram um, I can't speak more highly of him and I know you're going to love this episode. So let's dive in. Oh, Matt, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I know we're going to be able to serve so many people. You and I connected at a Fast Foundations event just a couple of months ago, I think it was. And listening to you have an opportunity to speak into that group, I was like, man, this guy's been through some shit. He's figured a lot of stuff out and he's figured out ways to help people get through their shit. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. That's a really great way of putting it, you know, getting through some shit, (laughs) sharing a little bit of the journey, you know, along the way. And I mean, we're human, we're souls having human experiences, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there's some people that you hear speak and whether it's a mixture of tone, texture, what they're talking about, the exact right time you maybe needed to hear something. Um, everything that you speak to is something that someone's going to need at some point, if not regularly to be reminded of, or to be coached through, or to be, you know, workshop through to help them uncomplicate their life. Like you so eloquently put it, I'm like, yes, please to uncomplicate in life and business. Like I'm here for that. And I know every single person that will tune into this show is here for that too. We're in the season of 
we hear words like burnout, overwhelm, stress is at an all-time high. Like these are real things that are really affecting people, especially on the heels of what we went through a couple of years ago that people seem to kind of like, oh, that was then, this is now. And I'm like, there's still so many people who lost a lot or went through huge transitions or pivots or had big things happen in their life during that time that went along with life, but also went along with what, what happened. So, you know, I think anytime we can simplify ways to create more peace or happiness or clarity, like that's, I'm here for that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I definitely get what people were going through the last few years, mine, and I'm sure with you started years ago. And so that's when people are like, can you believe this is happening? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, Huh. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, I mean, a lot of what I can have been talking about online for many years. And they're like, really? And I was like, well, yeah, just not so specific as to what everybody's going through now. But I, I think the human in us makes things very complex. It makes sense. You know, we analyze everything, we experience things, one perspective, you know, teaches us another perspective, teaches us another perspective, gives us another experience. And then we're carrying those experiences. And then we think that this is how things are. And, you know, we're being punished. We're not being punished. This is happening. You know, it, it, we're, we're, we're a soul having all these experiences on earth, trying to make sense of it. And we also have so many inputs coming at us every day. And, um, you know, I love a lot of the stuff out there that, that teaches us to like, you know, go within and a lot of times I wanted to bridge that gap of like, can we have the conversation where people are like, you need to sit and meditate, you know, and then, but like bring it more to a human level, be like, can we talk about that? Why, why do we want to get still for a minute? And like, what kind of questions do I want to ask myself? And um, what is actually happening? Like, what am I experiencing that is real? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, or like, or what am I experiencing that, may not be real or do I like this? Do I not like this? What would I do differently? You know, there's all these fundamental questions that when we slow down, we start to ask ourselves these things, we can kind of remove the the human go, 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 burnout. This is how this person's doing it. This is what this guru says is like all these things. And we can kind of get into like, what do I need right now? And okay, what would I change right now? And let me try that and then move from there and so forth. And so that requires a lot of trust in ourselves, right? Like a lot of trust. But it also, how do we get that trust? We have to have a relationship with ourselves. And um, we're so good at having relationships with everybody else. <laughs> so we kind of have to treat ourselves the way we would treat everybody else. And be like, you know what, I need a timeout real quick to go give myself a conversation, but I'll get back to you in a little bit. You know, it's like, we have to, we have to stop ourselves amidst living in this world uh, with for like for everybody else to make sure we're, we're spending adequate time with ourselves, right? That's how we un start to uncomplicate a lot of things. It sounds so simple when you say it like that, Matt. <laughs> well, I, I want it to be, it's still practice, right? Um, what's the famous, uh, I, lo I love hearing this, uh, simple, not easy, right? Simple, not easy, because there's, there's the practice and the human in us that gets in the way and our egos and our, the, the, the mind can challenge you sometimes. And uh, when we're disconnected from ourselves, uh, I found our mind can take us in all kinds of different directions. When we're connected, our mind works in our favor. When we're disconnected, 
oof, we can make up all kinds of stories about other people. And 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 where's the grace? Everybody's going through stuff. You have no idea what they're going through. And that's why you see when people actually talk and communicate, you're like, that's what you thought I was going through? Like, that's what you thought I thought about you? Like, do you have any idea what's going on over here with me? And you're like, no, I, I don't. And so the communication, that's why I say like honesty is like, it's such love. Because when, you, when you're so honest and vulnerable with each other, you actually realize how much more connected we are, how much more similar we are, or what we're actually going through. And then we learn not to judge each other um, or uh, assume all these things. We actually start to like, actually really respect each other. I'm like, huh, you know, thank you for telling me that. You know what, here's what I'm going through. And you're like, ooh, thank you for telling me that. Now, now a bond is getting stronger. And now we, we trust each other more because we're trusting ourselves to tell each other, you know, the real stuff, right? I'm literally having all of these like flashbacks of like friendships, family, relationships, conversations where I'm like, yeah, no, there was a whole lot of stories being made up in there. And I had a, a guest on not that long ago. She said something really profound that I was like, ah, oh. she was like, no story, no meaning. And I'm like, oh my God, like no story, no meaning. She's like, I was queen of making up stories around everything. And I created so much chaos and heartache and bullshit in my life because I would give everything a story. And therefore it had all this meaning that actually didn't even happen. I just made it up in my head based off of bias, based off past experience, based off of, you know, how maybe you knew that person or that situation to be before, but you're right. Like we're preconditioned to see what we know, right? Like the views we have on specific things came from somewhere. And if we're just a soul having a human experience, like we can change what that experience is by our thoughts and our beliefs, right? Like around what something means or doesn't mean. So with all of that, I know you love a good Joe Dispenza, you know, moment, but a lot of people aren't interested or they don't have, I don't know the wherewithal to do the work around getting to know themselves, therefore building that deeper level of self-trust. Therefore, I feel like they lack confidence in their decision-making, which then equals burnout. Like I just did a whole math equation right there in words around something that they're struggling with, but it's going to, that the equal part is going to be different for everybody in the way it shows up. Sometimes it's physical ailment. Sometimes it's like nothing can go right in your life. Sometimes like things are right, but then you'll still fuck them up because of the way you think about them. Um, so when people come to you or they listen to you, what are like some of the biggest struggles that you find that people have? Because I'm, I'm trying to think of like my listeners, like what they maybe could be going through where they're also nodding their head. I'm sure everyone's got a different story, obviously, but what are some like main problems, if you will, that people come to you like, I just need help with this. And I know you talk a lot about clarity. Do you think that's like a lot of people aren't clear on what they actually need. That's why when they go to try to meditate, it's frustrating because they don't have clarity. I think clarity is a, is a, is a big one for sure. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. Clarity has been an interesting journey for me. Um, you know, first of all, for everybody listening, like meditation doesn't have to be, I'm going to sit in complete silence. I think it's different for everybody. Um, I don't always sit in complete silence. Sometimes I'll do a guided meditation because I'm like, oh, I would like to be the one not to think right now. And let me listen to something that can guide me so I can be present in what I'm doing with you know my body or breath at that moment. Other times, it, meditation can be a form of prayer. And um, and praying doesn't have to necessarily be like a psalm or a very specific text you know, in the Torah or the Bible or, or, or anything like that. It could also be a conversation with God, like for me. You know, where I'm like, let me, let me 
um, ground in my heart for a minute. Like, let me just have a very sincere moment. And sincerity is when we're most open um, and we're in our most humility, really. And when we're in our humility, we can receive like a lot more because um, you know, you're not in the ego. Your, your humility keeps you like actually, actually makes things happen even faster in a lot of ways. I mean, that's why you see even, not to go on a tear, but like, that's why you see like very quote unquote successful entrepreneurs um, that were like, oh, they know what they're doing. Uh, uh, I'm just going to go ask them how they did it. And then I'm going to do it because there's a blueprint, <laughs> you know, for like ways to approach things. Right. But clarity, um, what happened with me, and I, I like talking about it because it happened more out of a relationship with someone who's now my, uh, one of my best friends, he was about six years ago. And, um, what was very interesting as a man, I always thought I was very, very quote unquote directional. I was very intentional, uh, very honest, but I realized where I might not have been clear. And it was because, um, this very gracious woman would ask me, you know, she's like, Hey, like, how do you feel? And I'm like, well, this is how I feel. And she's like, no, how do you feel? And I would get, as, as a man, I would get frustrated um, because I thought I knew how I felt. Um, frustrated meaning like, you know, we can get defensive, like, no, 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 this is how I feel. Like, I, I know, I know how I feel, you know? And this is the beauty of a woman's intuition. God, like women are on some next level game with when they're, when they're in their intuition and in their gut, they just know it's a feeling, feeling that you can't even often put into words. You just know, you know what you know such a beautiful gift that women have when they use it. Um, and uh, she was like, no, like, I really want you to think about how you feel. And it was about a day later that I came back. And I was like, after I thought about it a little bit, I was like, this is how I'm feeling. And she's like, thank you. Now it was an insecure feeling. It was, a, it was, I was, I was honest, you know, and vulnerability is not a weakness. It's, it's honesty, you know? So, um, you know, vulnerability is only, I think, a weakness of people using like victimhood, but vulnerability is like, if you're being honest, like that's uh, <laughs> honesty is strength. Like you have to like, not care about the outcome that somebody may judge you. And she didn't, she didn't judge me at all, actually. And it was met with grace. And the first thing I thought of is, oh, shit, like, how unclear have I been at times? Like how much was when I was communicating, maybe not understood, because maybe I'm not as clear as I thought I was because of maybe somewhere in myself, like not knowing or saying one thing, but, you know, expressing another or whatever it might be, right? And, and that, that then set me down a path of one know more about myself and getting very clear. And what, what some of the, some of the things I started to do were, okay, like, what are my values? Am I behaving like my values? What are my, you know, like behaviors that I really enjoy? Like what would what, what I want to change? What do I need? What are my needs? You know, and I think men and women all like need this, like to know, you know, who they are, what they value. Are they behaving that way? What are their needs? And when I say needs, not like, you know, he will do this and she will do that. Like, no, like, oh, I'm very spiritual as a need. I would like spiritual connection in partnership with a woman. I would like, um, you know, uh, open communication um, and deep 
rooted honesty. Like these are good needs to have. And then you can also say, am I behaving like that? We cannot ask anything from anybody that we're not doing ourselves, bottom line. So it does start and end with us, you know? So um, the, the clarity just became more about understanding fundamentally at a root, okay, who am I and um, what do I want? And then what I started to realize is especially um, I became clear in, in, let's say for like in, in that manner, even though that person was not meant to be my life partner, she taught me a lot about clarity. And then that, that gave me from these instances of like just deep rooted honesty. And that gave me started to think about direction. And then I realized like, you have to state what you want from a place of you actually wanting it, not because of what the external world says, like you should want, which is why everybody started rejecting. No, I don't want marriage. No, I should have kids. No, I should have this money. No, I, like everybody started making decisions based off or rejecting or accepting based off the external. It's like, it's okay if you want life partnership. However, you design that, you better own that. It's okay if you want to run a business or you want to support somebody who's running a business or has a job. Like whatever it is that you want, you have to really own it out of clarity because it feels like it's an alignment for you and your soul and like what you're here, you know, as part of your your mission, your purpose, you know, which is constantly being defined from you being innately curious about yourself, right, over time. And I found that that clarity then started being so respected, especially by women for the most part. You know, I mean, I I don't really date often because I'm not really dating. I'm like, I, I look for marriage. I want marriage and children. I want family, you know? And so, so you have to be very honest and say, oh, like, you know, I'm, I don't know if I feel that that's with you, um, you know, and, and I found that, but even talking about what I want, women are like, thank you for, for saying that, you know? And I was like, yeah, of course. And that, and that wasn't just in, in my personal life. I started noticing also like in business, like, Hey, this is how I do things and, and why I do them. And by the way, if that's not in alignment with you, okay, here's why I do it. And I found that it helps with this, this, and this. And that clarity helped in people, whether it was with clients or with like business deals or things that, you know, I was putting together, they were like, thank you. I'm like, yeah, no problem. And if it wasn't alignment with them, I'd say, you're okay. You're okay. You know, I want you to do however you envision it for you. And it's, it, it's clear that you have an, a, a vision for it. And it, just because it's not alignment with mine doesn't mean that your vision isn't badass and my vision isn't badass. They're just different visions. And we can now respect each other. And I found that that's why the clarity started becoming a lot about like the honesty and direction and are the way we communicate and the grace, the discernment, the boundaries, but not like at a, you know, where we have to assert a boundary and that like somebody must like get take it on the chin or something in the process. We, 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 we owe it to ourselves for how we'd like to move and the ability to be able to show grace to people, whether they're aligned or not aligned with us. And yes, it's a lot of practice, simple, not easy. It's a lot of practice because people will really, really test your limits. You're like, I'm trying to help you in this situation, <laughs> you know, it could be ego, it could be whatever coming out and you're like, you're making this difficult. <laughs> and then you're like, but that's Kobe level practice. Like, you know, how do we get better and better at our communication, at our honesty, at our way that we move? 
we sometimes that contrast is helping us too. So clarity, it, it was those that, that was just a very specific moment in time that really got me on this whole, oh wow, we really need to have this curious, innate relationship with ourselves about what we want or what we don't want. And like when something happens and you don't like it, you'd be like, okay, I, I don't like this. Why? Well, I prefer this. Okay. What would you do differently so that that wouldn't happen? How would you mitigate it in the future? We, th- to me, this is being present. That is meditating in a lot of ways too. You're, you're just throughout the day, like, don't be afraid to talk to yourself. Like, that's okay. Your soul will kick in like that. Your soul. And then over time, you start knowing things like fast. I mean, before they happen. And that's, again, why I think I owe a lot to very good, strong women who had come into my life that were very in tune with their intuition. They knew, they just knew something that us men were like, I'm missing something. Let me take a moment. Let me, let me listen to what you're feeling, not what you're saying. So I can understand and then respond, not react to what you're saying. So there's a lot in there. No. And I, I just, I love you guys can see why he has a podcast, right? This is like the work piece of it though. Like that part of pausing and asking yourself the deeper questions is the work. You know, we think we can go to that entrepreneur, like you referenced earlier and get a framework or a blueprint, but he's not you. I'm not, I'm not you. Matt's not you. So no matter, you know, what strategic blueprint is given, it's going to look different because what I want isn't going to be what you want. And I think that's the problem that I see happening is so many people think they want what other people have. And so they're not as discerning around what their actual dreams, goals, feelings are, you know, we stay at the surface level of what we think looks like what we should have versus like taking a moment to say, okay, well, is this actually what I want or wanted? So that, that that clarity piece to me, it was, it's something I struggled with too, because like you were saying, I, I wasn't super, I was clear on my values, my, and, and my, my behaviors were not reflecting a lot of like the values that I wanted to receive from other people. And so, like you said, you can't, you can't expect to receive something that you're not willing to show up and give or play a role in. I think that was the hugest piece for me, like in relationships, but then also in like determining where I wanted to go professionally. Yeah, you know, that changes too, because we we all grow up in a world where, you know, we're shown different outcomes from different career or professional paths. When when we're children, we have uh we're closest to being born, our soul is still very we're very much connected, even if we're not fully communicating it outwardly yet but we have this weird knowing that's because we're you know we're newer to earth as a soul you know um and what's interesting is that it's very natural i always tell people i'm like go back to the age of like 10 11 12 through about 21 22 and you'll see that there were things that came naturally there were things that there was there's a lot of signs there's a lot of signals around things that you love to do want to do um, you know, thought to do, but they might've been deemed not practical, quote unquote, to a guidance counselor or a uh, contemporary world that was basically saying, um, no, um, this is what you 
um, these are the the jobs that are most responsible and make the most money and, um, you know, or give you a, a title and a credential and, you know, a label that like should make you proud. No, actually, <laughs> that I, I mean, that's just my professional opinion that actually that's, I think, fundamentally wrong. What you're here to do is the responsible thing to do. Now, that is your job to figure that out. And there are tools to to do that. But um, when we tap in, and especially now more than ever, like we live in an age of uh, of abundance, depending on how you look at that, but or you can go in the spiritual route and how they talk about that. But where now more than ever, we can connect as fast as we want to with our innate talents um, or the thing that lights us up the most. And um, we like to learn, teach, and master, and in that also earn a quite a vast living because technology allows us that. And connection, human connectivity is is the highest it's ever been, even though I know <laughs> a lot more people are <laughs> isolated because of the, the screen. But I'm saying that like we can reach and connect more than ever. And community is the future in a lot of ways, and it's already happening now. So I guess all that to say is that like we cannot be afraid to move in the thing that lights us up that's actually a gift and meant to be our abundance but sometimes is stripped away because it's like you couldn't earn money being a piano player you couldn't earn money being this kind of a coach you couldn't earn money from being an author you know remember remember authors back in the day writers it's like they became famous after or painters they became famous after they passed right <laughs> after they passed like life now it's like oh wow um I'm, you can earn in real time from an audience, um, from a, the, a community, from the way you connect. So, yeah, I, I think the old paradigm is is done, and we have to teach people to tap into themselves so they can actually like learn more about their their mission while they're here, of whatever that looks like, and feel compensated for provided for protected for like that's your gift man like you know what I mean? like and you can do whatever you want with that like and i'm sorry that it has been beaten down over time of like no you can't do that like i'm sorry that's wrong in fact that's why it's so resistancy over there because it's like why does this person make all this money from making really cool videos and you know like when i was told you have to do this you're like i'm sorry that's what you were told they jumped out of the path uh, and created their own because we all are here to do that. Right. So that's a big tangent. <laughs> Sorry so about many, that. No, I love it. So many yeah. thoughts. I, I get to, I, I, I have a podcast course out right now where I'm like strong arming people to start podcasts because I really truly believe it is a, the biggest gift you can ever give yourself. Right. Cause truly I'm receiving in real time. What's your happening. This conversation. Yeah. But it connects your voice to your brand. It helps you create all the things, but also like, Sometimes you need, I get to just like think my thoughts and hear my things. And I'm, I'm just always curious, like, you know, my listener, is she walking down the street, like nodding her head? Does she stop and just like, is she writing down notes right now? Is she in the car just being like, what the, I know this, this is me. This is my, he's talking to me right now. Like, I feel like sometimes those tangents are the most beautiful way to deeply connect with people because, you know, for one, I got into the beauty industry when I was 18 years old, which was for sure the career my mom did not want me to have, because that is not where the money was. That was not what people that were somewhat smart figured out, you know, to do it was like the exact opposite. And so, you know, spending the first 15, 20 years proving her wrong 
it was only about 10 years in that I realized I actually chose that job to prove her wrong. Um, and it wasn't my gift and place to be, but it was this, it was the place I honed the skill set to now do exactly what I meant to do, which is podcast. And I would have never discovered those or honed those gifts or gotten to where I'm at now with the level of confidence and the self-trust that I now have, that this is where I'm supposed to be. I mean, I'm 42. So it took a minute. It took some experiences. It took the unlearning of what I was told was right versus wrong or what was a real career. And I just love everything that you shared. And I know so many people listening are probably thinking the same thing or are in the same exact situation now where they're still doing a job that they were told they were supposed to do. Um, but it's not fulfilling. It's not where their soul's purpose is. And you know, that's why I think, you know, challenging people to get creative and start a podcast and just connect their voice to what's really in there. Like it can't help, but come out when you put a microphone in front of it or have powerful conversations with other thought provoking people to tap into like, what is actually in there? So I know you work with so many people, like where did this work come from? How are you so passionate about helping people with this specific thing? Like who was the mat before you started simplifying your life. I mean, cause I know I'd like to believe you've always been like this, but usually we come from a fucked up version of what we currently have figured out. Like tell, tell us that you were actually normal before you figured it all out. I was literally just asked by a fellow fast foundations person uh, last, last Friday on her upcoming podcast. And she said, have you always been this, this Zen and calm? You know, do you ever get frustrated? It was like something paraphrased like that. I was like, well, no, I was like, yeah, calm, you know, but like, you know, each level has different, like learnings of yourself and frustrations and all this stuff. And, um, but Matt, Matt before, I mean, I, I never fit in. So I think we're lucky. I'm lucky on that part, but it was a long road when you don't fit in um, of your own self-acceptance because at the same time you're like trying to convince the world and prove yourself that you're not crazy so it's tough and I started off with the internet I'm 44 so I started off with the internet you know in the mid 90s when it was like you know kind of new to us and understanding it. And I knew I wanted to do something with it. I, I went to school for international business. And because um, I like the idea of, you know, doing things internationally and, um, and culture and, and connecting. And so when, you know, the internet was kind of starting to do more of its thing. And, and remember the guidance counselors were like, so what do you want to do? I'm like something with the internet. They're like, yeah, we can't help you. I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's like, I actually know that. They're like, yeah, like, so, you know, you're going to have to be more realistic. They're like, but we don't really understand, you know, the internet. And I was like, well, like, and how does that relate to the international business? I'm like, well, you know, it's like you can connect internationally. <laughs> it was like, it was just like, it was so simple and weird, you know, that it was like, and they're like, yeah, you know, we get that. I'm like, so, you know, we could probably make, you know, things happen faster, you know? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, okay. But, but, but realistically, you know, and so I knew at that point, okay, I'm, kind of on my own. And luckily, I came from a very entrepreneurial family, uh, and very supportive, independent parents who were like, hey, you know, figure it out. Like, you know, that's the beauty of life, you know, but we're, you know, we support you as a, uh, uh, as a, a man and as somebody who's, you know, willing to do the work. And so, um, but I found myself a lot in like prover mode. And I, you know, I did do the MBA. I thought that I, I needed it. And, uh, you know, and I won't uh, disregard it because it was amazing connections and things like that. 
Um, and I thought I wanted to do more things related with digital for these, um, you know, big brands and businesses. And some of them were incredible to be around and to learn from like Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy and Krug Champagne and Renard Champagne and Dom Perignon and Vuclico. Like these, these, these brands taught me a lot about connecting to the people you serve. And then there were all these other brands that I had consulted with that were a little bit differently. <laughs> so, you know, I, again, was always in the outside of Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, I was always in these positions where there was a lot of resistance to technology. Um, and I, I get when it can be used well and not so well, but there was a lot of resistance to technology. And so I was constantly in this mode of I, uh, like really having to prove a lot. And, and at the same time, trying to play in this world where it was, it seemed so masked um, again, outside of LVMH, but when I was dealing with these other, these other brands, I was very collaborative. Well, there were some people in titled positions who didn't necessarily like what I was doing. Um, either they thought they were going to be found out or they were having worthiness issues, value issues. Oh, he's going to steal my job. He's going to upsell me or out, you know, overlook whatever all like I started dealing with in this corporate world behaviors that I was like, this isn't a good thing. Like, is this going on like in business? And even though I love business. And so um, I just, and I was very, I, I think I had a hustle mentality because like when you have to make things happen, you know, um, I wasn't really, I wasn't given any handouts, you know, I was given love from my father and mother. My, my dad was like, I love you, son, go figure it out. You know, like you can come home for a meal, you know, and I love him for that. That's a typical Bronx, New York, <laughs> like man who, who, who built himself up, lost it all, made it back with my mom. Like he did the work. I come from a family that does work and has integrity to, do, to show up and be your word. So, um, but I had a very much a hustle um, mentality and, and in there, you sometimes develop a little bit of scarcity because you don't know where things are going to come from. You don't know how you're going to pay bills. You don't know, you know, how to build a business and stay calm <laughs> at the same time, because you're not sure how you're going to pay your bills. And like all these things are, are happening. And, and then, you know, you take these consulting gigs and it's like, but you basically shut down your own path for somebody else's path for like a year, year and a half. And then all of a sudden you're gone. The deal's over. The, the, the contract's done. You're like, oh, wait, I don't have a job. <laughs> you know? So like there were these things happening along the way. And I, and I actually, I'm grateful that you're giving me this platform to talk about it. Cause I, I don't often talk at all about this. Like, Hey, there were moments like where I felt like, oh, wait, am I jobless right now? Like mm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, no, I'm jobless, <laughs> you know? And so that's what, drove me to spirituality more. And I was like, I have to trust myself more. On one hand, I was learning about, I loved the way I behaved. And yet I would see outcomes that I didn't necessarily work in my favor, quote unquote, at the time. And that caused me to be like, do I like my behavior? Do I like the value I bring? And if those two were feeling anywhere from decent to really good, <laughs> then I knew that I was like, okay, I have to have a different relationship with myself. I can't be only hustle. I don't think any of us are supposed to be only hustle. Like we have, if that's, that's where this, so it led me into a lot more spirituality. I came from a very spiritual household. My mother was very like holistic, naturopathic, you know, even though it was a Jewish household, my mom would be like, hey, read this by the Buddha, read this by, you know, the Torah, read this by this rabbi, read the, here, this says this in the Bible. Like my mom was very, you know, here, Dr. Joe Dispenza might help, you know, like when I was like 15, you know, I was like, you know, he's been around a long time. No, he will know that. Like, so 
But as I started developing more in the spirituality of like, oh, we really do have to, we know what we know internally. And I think when we're fighting it, and then we can kind of use an external set of experiences to solidify the, you know, a, a different story, you know, our own resistance from listening to ourselves, we then can feel disconnected and almost affirm or confirm using the outside world um, uh, to validate a story. And then, but then when I would start to be like, where does that intuition come from? Like, what is that? What's really happening there? And how do I let go more? And if I do, I just started practicing. If I start saying no to this because it doesn't feel right, let's see in this moment what happens from this, you know, from the space that it still now allows for whatever is supposed to come in. And I just started noticing how things are always working out in your favor, even when they're not, even when you think that they're not, I was so stubborn in helping certain organizations or people or, or things that were like, I probably never, never would have left. And I'm like, wow, like what a favor I was given when the person, you know, ended up ending the contract or letting it go or whatever it might be. Looking back now, I'm like, wow, I would have, you know, it's like make a good decision or get dragged out. <laughs> you know, like I literally got dragged out of so many situations. And then I would look back and I'm like, wow, God, man, you are always looking out for me unbelievable. I'm like, even when my ego got in the way, even when my lack of surrendering got in the way, even when I was like, no, I'm following through on this. And it's like, but are you supposed to I think you, I think you, you have to pivot. You have to make a right instead of a left. And so I noticed that when I started listening more, less of those things started happening, less of these outcomes that, because the other thing too, is we, we all have to ask ourselves, like, if we keep seeing certain outcomes, it doesn't matter if you were the victim. It doesn't matter if like the shit literally was done to you. Like you didn't do like your behavior was good. Why did it happen though? Why did it happen? And if you've seen it more than once, we have to like, we have to take a step back and be like, I've seen this a couple of times. I know I like how I'm behaving, but maybe I can try something differently up front in the way I'm communicating or in the way I'm setting it up or in the way I'm approaching or the anything so I don't end up in a similar situation. And that's that path led to self-reliance, accountability, responsibility. You know, listen, I say this all the time. Humans will be humans will be humans. It's become kind of my thing. And I love when everybody like repeats it. They're like, Matt, I saw what you mean today. Like humans will be humans will be humans. I'm like, always, they will. I wanted to start making decisions in a way that no matter what decision you make, it affects me less. And that that's that's where really the work really started kicking in more. And I moved out of, you know, a hustle convincing prover, you know, I want, want good for all of you. Like, of course, I always want good for everybody. But I was like, but more sometimes we try to do for everybody else. I mean, that's why I tell when I see people like protesting, I see people this and that and this cause and that. Cause. Yes. But like, we have to do the work for ourselves and then show up that way in this world. And then that example ripples effects on other people and we pay it forward with the you know say hey well, like well here's the tools now apply to your soul and um so yeah so i just for me it was really i had to become much more self-reliant so that way 
um, even now, especially like, in, you know, it's driven some friends or colleagues or associates or whatever, you know, crazy and like, hey, I'm so sorry this is happening. Like, you know, I hope this doesn't set you back. I'm like, oh, no, I was prepared for it. And they were like, wait, what? And it was funny how there was one or two people that it took them back a little bit. They were like, did you know I would do this or that this would happen to me? I'm like, no, no, just that, you know, it could happen. And, you know, there were a couple of things I, uh, just in case I wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I took care of it as a just in case mechanism and, you know, you're all good. And that way you should, you know, you have the space to handle what you need to handle right now. It was interesting when a couple of people that, you know, I do work with, they were like, wait a minute, were you betting against me? I'm like, no, I was betting that humans will be humans will be humans. And I wanted to make sure that as you are developing yourself and going through with your things and the decisions you make don't affect me and my house and my kingdom. But at the same time, our kingdoms can play together as much as we like. You're responsible for your kingdom. I'm responsible for my kingdom. Um, you know, and, you know, so obviously it's different if you've got family dynamic or you're, you know, you're, your spouse or partner and children or whatever, all, all these other factors, right? That's different. But then our decisions are all making, you know, our kingdom, et cetera. So I just, I just really started to learn a lot about self-reliance and personal responsibility and accountability and how am I making decisions? So all of this is time and practice and patience and grace and like, and messing up, you know, effing up. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, again, you know? So that was a very long-winded answer. No, but I loved it. There was so much in there. I said all the learned lessons that come with that knowingness that things either have to change or like exactly what you said. I had someone say to me, like the same things keep happening to you. May, maybe happening to you. Maybe you should try a different approach or maybe what you're doing is not what you think you're doing. Maybe your communication is off. And it was true. Like I had to look at the situation that I was putting myself in and it was that, it was that, that piece was what was creating the same result every single time. And so once I realized I wasn't meant to be in those certain situations, like it stopped happening. And I think we don't often take the personal responsibility because it's easier to say, well, that happened to me versus what role did I play in that? And so what a powerful place to be when you can really just be protecting your own house, like you called it. And that no matter what happens, like you're still going to be good. I think there's like a gray area where do we not start to, or allow ourselves to depend on other people? Or do we always have a backup plan or like kind of, I found different things coming up for me when you said that I was like, well, I guess in business, sometimes there are certain things where you don't put all your eggs in one basket so that if humans will be humans, will be humans happens like that you're good, no matter what, you know, how, how can we use that in like a real time example of like someone listening that might think, well, does that mean I just stay in a bubble and never depend on anybody or like, what can we get like a specific topic to that? Yeah. You know, especially in relationships, right? Hyper-independence is dead. It's got to go away immediately. It's got to go away. We are not an island, as the expression is. We need each other um, to advance, um, especially in blind spots. I remember I was told by uh, a rabbi friend five, six years, six, no, actually maybe almost seven years ago. I remember when he was like, and so I, was, I went through divorce in 2014. Good marriage, amicable divorce, just different ways we and we weren't going to be life partners beyond that and uh so she went her way and I went my way and and uh lots of respect but it hit me very hard and that was also kind of what 
got me into hustle mode like because i was like i'm gonna show everybody you know there's it wasn't so much her a little bit of her a little bit of um you know her father like other things that were just like i'm gonna go prove myself and i got into such hustle mode and i remember um uh this rabbi said to me he's like i love you i was like oh, okay here we go <laughs> i'm about to get some like you know advice he goes you're good you are good you are you you are good at what you do and i was like okay and he goes could be great i was like oof Okay. And he goes, I know you've been through divorce. And he wasn't, well, from the, I'll finish what he was saying. He was like, but I want you to consider, you know, partnership again. I want you to consider a wife. He's like, I'm not telling you to marry. I'm not telling you to do the whole, like, what, you, know, you need to do this. He's just like, let me explain to you something about the strength of a partner of a woman for you. Is like a woman in her power, in her knowing, in her strength, in her intuition, in her wisdom will elevate your game. Why? Because when you play by yourself, you can only see so much. You need reflection. You need team dynamic to up your level of game. Somebody that can see blind spots, somebody that can, you know, also challenge you in a way um, where, and not challenge you the way I think some people understand challenges from the toxic side, but in a way that's like, we're a reflection, because I had another rabbi friend say that um, your your soulmate, like a life partner soulmate, the person you run with, um, their imperfections are your perfections for growth. Your imperfections are their perfections for growth. Meaning he's like, he's like, Matt, like you're a very assertive man. He's like, oh, I'm sometimes he was saying he was a little passive aggressive. And he goes, well, my wife needs certain things and I wasn't doing them fast enough. Um, like things that I really should have been doing. Yeah, and she would do them. And she ended up relying more on herself. So here, this is a real life lesson. She was relying more and more on herself to do these things that honestly, some of them are also a little bit like either dangerous or maybe shouldn't have been done. Like that's something I should have, happily been like, you know what? I got this one. I got this one. And why is that a beautiful, like, why is that, you know, um, things that ail her beautiful for me? Because it helps me step my game up in areas that maybe I can continuously improve on. That's what we're here to do. We need each other for that beautiful reflection, right? Like, and I, I always use sports analogies um, because that seems to be so simplistic for people understanding. It's like, if, you know, Michael Jordan won with Scottie Pippen, you got to game seven, that means you lost half the time. And so there's a lot of personal reflection on a court in team dynamics. Hey, Scottie, like, why are you missing all the threes? I don't know. Are you watching the tape at night? Well, yeah, you know, I am. I probably need to more like, you should look at the tape. That's called self-awareness. You should look at the tape. Okay, I will. Like, do you need anything from me? How can I support you? Do I need to take more threes? Do you, do you want me to like step up my game or do you, do you, do you got this and maybe you, you like, you need something in support or do you want me to provide, you want me to protect, do you want me to assist, you know? So that's, that's how, so when we think about team dynamic that way, we need each other in that aspect, but it's our individual responsibility to keep growing and being curious and being, um, and wanting to listen and understand and make changes and adapt, right? So we we have individual responsibility and personal accountability, but in relation to not only the world in which we're living, but the world we're creating. So we 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 actually it's a very life is a team sport all the way. 
And, um, and I think that that's where, yeah. So hyper-independence, like, no, I don't, I, I can do this myself. Like, yeah, you could, if you want to go further, you can actually do it with, with somebody, you know, and somebody's and, um, you know, this, you can't be afraid to ask for help, but you got to also back it up with willing to do the work. So it's not like, I think people sometimes feel like, you get your hyper-independent people who don't want to ask for help. <laughs> it's like, no, I can do all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, you, you can, but do you maybe want to at least ask somebody who's done it before you so you can maybe um, better optimize the tasks that you're doing or the life that you're doing? And that happens even in your personal life. Hey, like, you do that so well. You can say that to your mate. Like, hey, you do that so well. Like, how do you like, how'd you learn how to do that? Like, oh, let me show you. Cool, thank you. Like, you don't necessarily have to do it. I got you. I can do it for you if you want too. Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you keep doing what you do really well in your lane. And now we're like, we're running the court of life together, right? So yeah, um, we we are better suited for um, co-creation. If we can co-create with God, we can co-create with our soul. And we definitely understand, oh, wait, that is like, we're meant to also co-create with each other and live and work and forgive and honor and respect and love and flow and build all these things together. And I'll, I'll close out that one question you asked, but like, there was a really great story I read about this man who I think he's like 25, 30 years old. It's a, it was a parable in this book. Uh, and he decides I need to live a more spiritual life. And he goes out to this, um, uh, this like synagogue esque he's Jewish. He wanted to go study Torah, you know, ancient, wisdom of Torah, 5,000 plus years old, you know, goes out to the middle of like this place in the middle of nowhere and mountaintop. And he starts studying for a few years and he goes, you know what? I'm going to keep studying. I'm just going to keep studying. I'm going to be a scholar. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a scholar. I'm going to keep studying the words. I'm going to pray so much. I'm going to do all these things. And then, you know what? Now it's been like 10 years. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to be a solo act. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to learn every single word in this book. I'm going to learn every single word in this book. I'm going to, I'm going to read it. I'm going to pray on it. I'm going to sit in here and I'm going to be so devoted to this for the next however many years. Passes, goes up. And, you know, in the Jewish religion, they talk about like the high courts and he goes up to high courts and he's like, oh, I'm going to be so like, you know, they're going to be so proud. The angels and the, you know, they'll be so proud. Of like all I did was devote to Torah scholar. And, you know, he gets to the high courts and the high courts say like, hey, so what'd you learn? He goes, are you kidding me? I studied Torah, ancient wisdom teachings so many years. I learned it in and out. And they said, I think you need to go back and do it again. And they said, and he said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I learned, he goes, you read it, but you didn't learn it. You read the text, but you didn't integrate it. You didn't live it out loud. You didn't live it in life. You sat isolated. You didn't live it with another. You didn't co-create with another. You didn't create, and you don't have to create family. So anybody listening, don't worry. But, you, but the, the, the parable was like, but you didn't, you didn't co-create. You didn't make family or community or contribute or all these other things. All of this great wisdom, had it been lived through you out into the world, the world would have benefited not just you like thinking about it in an isolated place. So we actually have to be out in the world 
you know, not from fame and like, you know, high amounts of influence and all this other stuff, but from living our integrating what we are learning and passing it through us into the world and our, through our behavior and our actions and our integrity and our values, you know? So that, that story always hit me. I was like, Ooh, I was like, so true. So yes, to answer you, we should definitely not be <laughs> so self-reliant that it's only us. Part of learning self-reliance is part of learning what we do need help with from others and support and assistance. So true. So at the end of the day, is that why you have a podcast, Matt, is to be able to have a platform to share your wisdom of knowledge of things that you've learned and things that you have actually integrated? Because I find it to be true that a lot of people think they're doing the work by listening to podcasts, by reading the books, by going to the masterminds or buying the course and the program, but all they're doing is taking it in or consuming. I don't know that a lot of people know what to do with things once they have it. Like it's one thing again, to learn it. It's a whole nother thing to start to implement it and integrate it into your life. And so, you know, yeah, podcast is podcasting for me, I feel like is one of those platforms that allows us to share that wisdom and knowledge and expertise that only we know and only we have the perspective of sharing. A hundred percent. I like to create in a way that uh, helps the person integrate it immediately in some fashion. So that way you can say, oh, that's interesting. Now let me put it down and see where I can move, work that into my life, right? And podcasts and courses and in online education and communities, all this stuff is actually really great if you are going into it with clarity of like, oh, this is exactly what I need this thing. So I can immediately integrate this into my life. Oh, I'm taking this course because I'm like, oh yes, this is exactly actually the part of my self-awareness journey or personal growth journey or business that I need this particular thing. Let me get it so I can integrate it, not let me get it so I can stall time. Right. Um, so I, I think that's, again, why does clarity come back in is like, oh, no, we, you know, then, then we know why we are listening and, and buying certain things that are here to help us. I love podcasting. It's my second podcast. I had a, I have a, a bigger one that I um, was interviewing people from around the world talking about things like this, uh, you know, from all kinds of walks of life. And I had my, my audience more often than not was asking for like, Hey, but yeah, what did you go through? <laughs> and like, can you drop a couple of like, you know, uh, of quick hits? And I was like, okay. And it came through to me that I was like, you know what, I want to do um, a second podcast. And I had done, so I have a, a newsletter called permissionless uh, for a lot of reasons, but you know, it's like kind of giving people like, the permission to not need permission, <laughs> if you will. Um, and on that on that Substack newsletter, the weekly letter, um, one of my most popular articles back at the beginning was called The Niche Is You, or Niche Is You. I love using both words. Uh, and I was like, you know, and it, and it resonated with people so well. And it wasn't necessarily my, my original quote, but I had seen something about it. And I referenced it in the article. And I was like, I actually want to make a podcast that like, let's have a conversation of you. And let's stop like having it be about us comparing ourselves to this external world. And so we can have a better relationship with ourselves. And that could be spiritual, personal, emotional, financial, uh, you know, all the alls, <laughs> all the, all the, all the, you know, just everything that we need um, for ourselves. So we can just trust ourselves a little bit more and bring that value to the world. Cause we all actually have a lot of value, but it takes a lot of 
cultivating it through the layers and then bringing it out. And you're hundred percent right. I mean, through podcasting, I think is incredible. We, we learning to bring our voice more to the world around anything. You could do it around cabinet making, but if you really, really love it and you're really, really into it, you might've also saved people thousands of hours and millions of dollars in how they're, you know, shaping the, the space around in which they create and live. Like, and it's so funny when people go, well, when you put it that way, I'm like, but that's, that is how it is. It's just that we sometimes, we really minimize these beautiful talents and say like, well, it's just me playing the saxophone. Like, yes. And there's a thing out there called music therapy. And it just so happens that that music therapy was like submitted into the hospital over here with the people who, you know, suddenly saw an uptick in their health. You know, it's like, I didn't even realize um, until there's this, this woman, Amanda, who she plays my podcast to children in her classroom. And they take notes and it hits me actually very hard when I, like I say it out loud, because like, I, I want, I want younger, I want the youth to like trust themselves from a very young age. I want that for them. Like, that's like, yes, you know, ask yourself these questions. Yes. Like you're not your circumstances or your environments or all these things. And so you, you don't really know where people will take your voice. And you said that earlier, like, or how it might impact them and it has a ripple effect. And at first, it's not really your job to know that. That's why you got to trust yourself and you got to do it. And then over time, you start to see the bigger picture and the answers that come from the podcasting, the writing, the, the creating of the content and bringing your, your expression to the world, hopefully unbiased, <laughs> you know, because we also see what influence can do. You're like, this is the only way. And I'm like, I, I, that's, the other, that's the other reason why I wanted to form the podcast to be around and the content to be like, listen, I can't really tell you what is the way. I can definitely give you tools that have helped me shape my way, but you can use the tools to shape your way. And I want you to have it your way because then you, when you have that personal ownership over your life, it's a different kind of confidence. You start trusting yourself and that has a ripple effect in every other relationship you have. Mm, so good. You guys, if you want more of Matt, you know, just follow him on Instagram, Matt Gottesman. He also has the podcast, The Niche Is You. Uh, this was so good. I could just sit and listen to you just share your wisdom, talk about all the things. I love a good story, a good analogy, and a good, like, practical remembrance of, you know, this is this is all the self-work that we get to do. And, you know, we're not, and that's why I titled, I rebranded re the podcast to be called Unscripted because I felt like, for so long, we're living a life that is written by somebody else. And so, you know, to me, unscripted stood for it's, it's time to rewrite what was put out there for me. Right. And, you know, just, you got a chance to see my book. I, you know, the art of unbecoming who they told you to be like, it is now your choice, whatever age you're at, whatever stage you're at in your life, like you get to choose you know, luckily that, that moment where corporate let you go, or those people that contract ended and it pushed you into this level of entrepreneurship that you now, you know, are in, I think that happens for a lot of people. They go through these transitions or these pivots and they're, they're confused. Whereas they can't remember who they were or what they wanted from. I love that age 10 to 21, like what came innately easy to you or what did you love? And I challenge, if you're listening to this episode, like spend some time deep diving what comes up for you around that. And, and that, that is the work. And, you know, the meditation piece I love we shared too, is that can look different for everybody. I talk all about my workouts in the morning being my moving meditation. That's why I love breath work because it's intentional movement of the breath versus me having to, you know, 
you know, just be quiet for a little bit, but why do you want that? And and that was such a deeper second level question that you asked. I was like, yeah, why? Like, I don't know. You're just told to do certain things and we never question why, you know? So getting really clear on that is, is, is your homework if you're listening to this. And of course, I know Matt would love to hear your takeaways. I always love hearing them. Uh, I always remind my listeners that validation is the biggest gift you can give a podcaster because a lot of us are sitting in our studios alone recording this, wondering if anybody is resonating or cares. And so it means so much when we hear back from you, whether it's just a DM or a view for the podcast, but go get in Matt's world. You will not regret it. Get on his email list, um, get in his community because I get so much value from the stuff that he sends out him and his team are just amazing. And it's, it's in those thought provoking questions and conversations that will allow for you to tap back into who the fuck you really are, what you really want and who you've come here to be. So We'll leave you with that. Again, if you love this podcast, please share it with a friend, tag us on social media. And Matt, thank you so much for spending so much time with us, giving us so much good insight. I can't wait to maybe do this again. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for, for listening on my, my small tears. I really appreciate you guys. Yes. And all the good stuff will be down in the show notes. So you can click the links and get, get into his world real quick that way. And we'll see you on the next one. Giving back is easy. Leave unscripted your five-star rating and written review. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. 